Ladies and gentlemen, welcome along to the TII podcast. My name is Craig Dennett and I'm your host this evening with some fantastic news as on the 23rd day of the January transfer window, Rangers have finally had a player sign on the dotted line uh, and we are delighted that Todd Cantwell has arrived at Ibrox and we've been taking in all of the content on social media around that. Um, I think it's fair to say uh, Rangers Twitter made us wait for that one. I think people were, were going to be very frustrated if it wasn't announced at five o'clock tonight and we'll come on to, to all of that. We'll talk about Todd Cantwell, what we think he'll bring to the team, how we think he'll fit into the team, some of the comments from Michael Beale and Todd Cantwell as well, and we'll get the guys' thoughts on that all in. Uh, might as well introduce the, the two guests I've got with me. Welcome along, Shrug. How are you doing? Uh, I was good, but I was a bit disappointed. I thought when you said fantastic news, it was that me and Andy are on the board. Uh, I thought that was a fantastic news that was coming, but uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, I had to double check the date. I didn't think Rose Wilson did any business outside of deadline day, so just making sure that it wasn't deadline day already, but delighted with finally getting somebody in the door. Absolutely. And we've got Andy Anderson with us as well. Andy Shug's been buzzing about being on a pod with you for weeks now. Um, it's uh, it's final here and we've got a signing to talk about as well. It's been a long time coming. Um, I can't remember the last time I applauded with Shug at you or yourself, um, Craig. However, it's uh, certainly a good day to, to do that. You know, we've got a few things to discuss. We do indeed and we'll get stuck into it all. I'll start off by just reading out some of the key points of the the statement that Rangers released said Rangers are today delighted to welcome Todd Cantwell as a hugely exciting first addition to the Michael Beale era at the club. The 24-year-old who can play in a variety of midfield and attacking positions, we will come back to that one as one of our talking points, joins the Light Blues from Norwich City on a long-term deal. A product of the Norwich City Academy, Cantwell made 129 appearances for the Canaries, including two seasons in the Premier League. Indeed, he, he has the experience of competing for honours, having twice won the championship at Norwich in 2019 and 2021. He had a spell on one at AFC Bournemouth in the second half of last season as they too won promotion to the English top flight. Um, Shall I come to you first of all? I think this is one that's been been long in, in, the, in, the, in the waits, in the waiting, sorry, uh, should we say it? Long in the wings was the word I was actually looking for. Um, I think it's one that's been coming, but it's one that we've all been desperate to go over the line. How happy are you that it's now done and dusty? Yeah, no, I'm delighted. Uh, it just, it, it's quite annoying that it's taken us long when we've known about it for so long. Uh, I'm guessing Norwich will maybe be a bit hard to deal with because I did note that normally when we sign somebody, we thank the other club in the negotiations and we just made no mention of Norwich in their negotiations, not thanking them or anything. So I guess the Norwich played hardball with us, but the deal's done and he brings a bit of excitement, goal scorer, midfielder, something that we desperately need and desperately lack. So I'm excited. Absolutely, I am, I am too, it's safe to say. Andy, no mention of any fee that we paid. I imagine we did pay Norwich a fee. There was discussions over, I think it was between one and a half and two million was roughly what Norwich we're looking for, I think, getting them in the door in January is, is vital, I think, to, to us as a team. I think we're, particularly in that midfield area, we've been really lacking any any options. How how much are you looking forward to, to seeing them play and hopefully this Saturday against St Johnston? I'm really looking forward to it, Craig. It's no secret we need freshened up. The, the whole Rangers team, especially the midfield, needs, needs freshened up. And a new signing, it does that. Um, we'll get on to where he's going to fit in, how he's going to fit in and, and what that means for certain players, I'm quite sure, in the next hour or so. Um, but it's just great to get somebody in the door and get that kind of freshened up. Had we done it earlier, I totally understand Shug's point. I'd like to have seen this done earlier. But from what I've seen, albeit quite little, of Todd Cantwell, um, would he have made a massive difference in a cow park at Hamden or up at St Johnson on Saturday night? We don't know. We don't know. Yes, I would have liked to have seen him in earlier just to get our business done. That wee bit sharper, a wee bit more proactive, if you like. Um, but it's done now. So now, now we need to look forward and see where we fit him in. Absolutely. I think that was one of my main frustrations with it and actually the rest of our business as well was that we had a number of big games in January and I feel like new players or fresh blood could have really really impacted that. I think the, the negativity towards that approach would have been very different had had those games went uh, sideways, but thankfully they didn't, and Rangers were on a, a good run of form uh, as we talk. Just 
go on to the comments from Todd Cantwell and Michael Beale in the uh, in the statement. Todd Cantwell said to Rangers TV, I'm delighted and I feel very proud. It's obviously a massive football club and I'm delighted to get going and to get started. He obviously likes the word massive and uh, as you'll see in this next paragraph as well, it's a massive club and there is massive responsibility when you sign for Rangers to be the player that the fans want to see. They want to see a player that works hard and a player that can win them games, which is important. And that is something I'm hoping I can bring. Shug, he's not, he doesn't seem to be a guy that lacks confidence. I think if you've seen any of his sort of TikTok videos and things like that, or these, any of his celebrations of, of his goals at playing for Norwich and Bournemouth, I don't think it's, he lacks any confidence. And I think that comes through in that those comments from him. Yeah, uh, I don't think Reese or Rose or any other the people that love that social media content from TikTok, Instagram, and everything are going to be shorter in the next wee while. I think he's a regular on it. Uh, he's a very competent young lad, uh, and so he should be with the ability he's got. Uh, hopefully, I'll bring that to the team. A bit of confidence. Uh, he's got him back himself. I think that's. That's maybe one of the reasons why he's here is that maybe he's, he maybe lost a bit of that confidence and wasn't able to maybe do it in form and he didn't, wasn't able to show it in Norwich and wasn't able to get in the team. But now that he's here and you know, I think he did quote that Michael Beale's the manager that he wants to work with and hopefully Michael Beale will bring that back and restore it in him because when he was being touted as that £30 million player at one point and... If he shows anything like that kind of form for us, he'll tear up the Scottish League. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's quite refreshing to see a player that, that is still fairly young but has that, that level of confidence. I think we've seen a number of players, particularly brought in recently, that perhaps have lost their way at the clubs that they've been at. And, and they, they've turned up at Rangers. I'll, I'll say Rabi Matondo is, is one example where they've shown real promise early in their career. They've, they've kind of not managed to fulfil that quite yet. They've come to Rangers and they've actually quite they've struggled to find that that confidence again and to show what they can really do. To, to have a player that's, um, albeit that he, he was, um, he's had some struggles at Norwich and I've got a comment in a bit where where he talks about that and what and what he thinks happened. Um, but it's, it's refreshing to see and hopefully um, his performances will show that as well. Exactly what Shug just said there as well. <clears throat> Sorry, um, Craig. He's young enough to come up here make a good account of himself um, in, the, in the SPL and hopefully in Europe next year um, and add zeros to, to his fee. That's, that's what he's all about. That's what he's going to have to try and do. It is very refreshing. You're right. Rabbi Matondo, I had high hopes of Rabbi Matondo. Didn't work out. This is a different model altogether. It's a different player altogether. Um, I think he's up here for the right reasons. Um, everybody to a man um, in a Ranger, as a Rangers fan will be thinking that he's going to start changing games. Now, we don't know this is going to happen, but what he does have is a pedigree. He's got the, the pedigree to be upwards of a £20 million player. He's showed that before. It's now Michael Beale's job to get that out of him at a level with, uh, with Rangers. It's just exciting to see Michael Beale starting to mould uh, a team, if you like. He's got he's squeezed every single bit of positivity out of the team that he inherited. Now, if you go back to when he took over... I don't see Giovanni Van Bronckhurst getting the same amount of points or getting to a cup final in the same manner that Michael Beale did. So he squeezed every single bit out of um, that team that he currently that they inherited. Just now start adding to it, it's now going to be his team. And we said earlier on, or you said earlier on, that you heard two million, roughly, that we paid for Todd Cantwell. It was undisclosed fee, we're never going to know, but there's definitely some money changed hands. Now, we could have got him for free in the summer. If this next four or five months up to the end of the season... Is so beneficial to Todd Cantwell that he helps us win the league next season. That that money is irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant, and I think it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. I think I have to agree with that one. And I'll just stick with you for Michael Beale's comments. I think they're fairly standard. To be fair, he says I am extremely happy to welcome Todd to Rangers. He is a player that is fully aligned to a playing style, and we believe he will be a key player for the club in the coming seasons. And looking forward to working with him on the pitch this week and integrating him into our fantastic. Football club. I think it's interesting that he has pointed out that Todd Cantwell is fully aligned to our playing style, which suggests quite a few of the players actually aren't fully aligned to that. And it's interesting as well, I guess, going by the comments he made back at the start of the transfer window when he says we only, we only want to bring in starters, that, that Todd Cantwell is the first of those to make his way through the door. 
He is. He's, he's definitely a he's definitely a starting eleven caliber player. Um, so so far, it's only been one in the door. But he's 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 to his work. He's brought in a, a starting eleven player. It's as simple as that. He's aligned with Michael Beale's plans, so Michael Beale knows what he's going to have to try and do. Now we'll get into the kind of the formations and tactics and, and things. I'm, I'm quite sure. Um, we'll discuss what that means possibly for Ryan Kent, for Malik Tillman, for Tom Lawrence. It could mean a lot for a lot of these players, but we're not going to know. It's interesting as well, um, Michael Beale said, I think it was two or three weeks ago, Craig, you'll remember, he said even the press don't know who he fancies and who he doesn't within the, the current squad. We're going to have to see that sooner or later by who leaves and who stays. It's as simple as that. But what's exciting is he's now got the first person in the door. So we're now going to see him starting to build a team or a crux of a team, if you like, to see where we go from there. And we're always excited when you say the door, but I'm I'm excited about this one. Absolutely. Got, um a resident podder Dave Cornish coming into the comments says Cantwell has potential to be a damn good player for us. Just need him to discover his form again. Hopefully Bill will manage that. I think that's the thing that's excited people most is that under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, some players come in with potential, but you never really had the confidence that he would be able to get the best out of him. I think with Michael Beale, there's much, there's a much higher level of confidence that that he will be able to to bring them up to the level that they know they can play. Um, Shug, one of the uh, points that that Todd Cantwell made in his Rangers TV interview, just on his style of play, he said, "I'm the type of player who likes to be on the ball. I like to think I can see passes that some people can't, and I have the ability to unlock a defence. I like to dribble to be exciting. I think that sort of forward thinking, proactive." player um especially around the edge of the box we've seen a bits and pieces with Tillman um this season um who I think has offered us something completely different to what we've had in the last two or three seasons around the edge of the box instead of creativity in terms of creativity um and, and thinking quickly in that in that sort of tight congested area it sounds like Todd Cantwell will be will be similar and and, and be a bit inventive where in areas that we've not potentially seen that in the past yeah, I think I think the closest player we maybe have to him is probably Tom Lawrence. Yeah, I think no, I both like to play on that left side of the attacking wise, and neither of them are blessed with brilliant pace, but they both can pick passes and things like that. And we were all raving about Tom Lawrence before he got injured and how big an impact he was starting to make. Yeah, I think he is very much like Malik Tillman as well, where he. He'll try that pass. Yaris Hadji style where they'll try things and they might not always come off, but every now and again they do and we'll get goals from it. Uh, series goals he scored and he does like to get beyond the striker, which I think we know with Morelos being back in the team and he drops that little bit deeper, I think that's what Bale's looking for and we've had from Sicara that running beyond the striker uh, from deep. So and will have his opportunities to do that and get forward and score goals and I expect that he'll, his numbers will be pretty high because uh, I think he'll get every opportunity uh, where he's going to fit in the team and who's going to miss out that'll be the interesting one Yeah Andy let's start to talk a bit about that um, Shug just ended nicely in a, in a segue into my next point so well done Shug um, <clears throat> I guess my next question was really going to be where do you think uh, Todd Cantwell will will find his way into the team. He's obviously, as Michael Beale said uh, earlier on, he was only wanting to sign starters. Assuming that's correct and that Todd Cantwell will be an, an automatic starter in the Rangers team. Um, where do you see him fitting into into the current lineup? We've obviously got Fashion Sakala, who's on a, a decent run of form if he's to play out wide right. We've got Malik Tillman, who's continuing to to make his contributions to the team and is having a, a good season bedding into to the Rangers team. We've got Ryan Kent, who... I don't think he'll ever be dropped really from from the team. Where do you see Todd Cantwell um, making his way into the starting eleven? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know, Craig. It's, it raises so many questions. It raises more questions than answers, to be honest with you. Um, from what I've seen, albeit I admitted very little, he strikes me as a, a like a Malik Tillman. You know, um, does that mean we're not going to sign Malik Tillman um, come the summer time? Which I think would be. Would be a shame because I really do rate him. Um, does it mean? Well, we all we all said it at the time. Uh, Van Bronckhurst tried Malik Tillman out in the right um, under Van Bronckhurst. It didn't work, but Van Bronckhurst liked his 
wide attacking players to have chalk in their heels kind of thing, you know, and be, and be wider than Michael Beale. They're very narrow under Michael Beale. Does Tillman fit in there? Does Cantwell fit in there? We don't know. Do you drop Sakala? I don't think he can at the moment. He's, he's been very creative and his numbers his numbers do it. Does it tell us that, that Ryan Kent is perhaps not going to sign a new deal? Is he going to replace Ryan Kent? I don't know. Um, so I, I don't really know where we fit him in, but he will be fitted in somewhere. I think I would love to see him in a midfield with Lundstrom, Tillman and him. Um, with Tillman and Cantwell as the kind of forward-thinking midfielders, if you like, with Lundstrom to sit. Now, we'll come, we might go on to the other signings that we may get in shortly. Um, Raskin and, and whatnot, does that mean we won't be signing him? We will be signing him? I don't know. So there's so many questions, Craig, and I, I, really, I really can't answer you. My opinion is that we will play with a midfield of Lundstrom, Tillman and Cantwell with Sakala, Morelis and Kent. But that's, that's just my very, very amateur football manager head-on. So to answer your question, I don't know, but that's what I would like to see. I think that would be an interesting move. We've not really seen the, the sort of one-holding midfielder to attacking midfielder um, set up with under Michael Beale since he's been in. It tends to be two defensive and, and one attacking, but that might have just been down to the personnel that he had available to him. So it'll be interesting to see that one. Just on your point as to whether this will impact the um, the signing of Malik Tillman in the summer, I really hope not. I don't think. I think. I think he would. I, Michael B would, would want them both in the squads. Um, I think they're they're similar in some ways in terms of their inventiveness and their creativity, but they're very different in other ways as well. Uh, watching some of uh, Cantwell's highlights. That he posted that I did find that it was interesting that every everyone every party in the deal had their own manicured social media video ready to go. So it's obviously been ready. It's been ready a while, and they've they've, they've all had, they've all um, worked together to get it out at the same time. But it's really interesting watching Cantwell's I guess his thanks and farewell video to Norwich, showing a lot of the goals that he scored. What the goals he does score for one, he, he shoots from outside the box, big tick. From from me for a second one, he he like seems to like to run past the striker as well, which I think will be a real benefit to us. Um, and he's he's willing he's, he links up the play, but he just keeps driving into the box, which I think is something that that we've been missing. I think at times we still give the ball to Alfredo Morelos and just stand and watch him and just go go and score or go and do something. Uh, Shug, is that the kind of player that you see Cantwell being in terms of coming uh, from that sort of number ten role, or do you? Do you think he'll, he'll be moving out wide to the right-hand side? Or where do you see him fitting into the team? Uh, if anything, he'll be left. He seems to have played his heat marks, seems to show that he plays on that left-hand side of the midfield. Uh, but that was for Norwich. And I think in the championship season, he did play along the front three more, but still mainly in the left, uh, which I guess would be more sort of Rangers style and guessing in the Premier League had a lot more defensive work to do. Uh, I'll be controversial and say that he wore the number 14 shop Norwich and he plays that sort of left side of the the front which is uh, Ryan Kent's spot. Uh, so I don't know if there is an indication that Ryan Kent maybe not be signing on and he's almost in to replace him. Uh, Time will tell. Uh, I think it's, it's difficult to get Kent, Tillman and uh, Cantwell in, yeah, unless we're playing the Diddy teams, which I guess we are, well, 10 times a season. Uh, but it's difficult to see us going mega attack. I'd love to be like Andy and just, just throw everything at everybody. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it is a sign. I know the number 14 is just a total coincidence, but his sort of positional play might be uh, Ryan Kent. But if you lose Kent, you're losing that pace and that going past the player. Sandy says to Carlos, churning out the numbers right now, and he's another <laughs> one that got that pace, that bit, that's something different. So I don't think. Uh, Michael Beale will be complaining about his options and going forward. Maybe he's striker, but in terms of behind the striker, I think we're, we're loaded and we're in a good spot. And if Morgan Whitaker follows, I think, and then Hadji coming back, Lawrence coming back, I think we're, we're in for some exciting football at Ibrox. Yeah, absolutely. Shug, I'm just going to stay with you for this comment that's just came in. Uh, Shug sounds like Kevin Kyle. I mean, what is your reaction to, to that? 
he comes from the same area as me. <laughs> uh, I believe you're both from Annan. Um, yeah. right, I'll, leave, I'll leave you in that one. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I get enough stick on this. I need to bring up everyone else's stick as well. So, um, so no, that's absolutely fine. Um, Andy, I think like like Shug said, Ryan Kent's there. If Cantwell's sort of heat map shows that um, he, he tends to play on the left hand side for Norwich, I guess the question is, is to be honest, but I personally think we play Kent too much too often and expect expect him to produce on every occasion. And I think actually Kent getting a rest occasionally isn't isn't the worst thing in the world in terms of the um in terms of the the number thing um ryan kent's obviously number 14 so cantwell can't take that one cantwell i think is rangers first ever since squad numbers were introduced he's the first ever number 13 outfield player i'm not sure number 13 would have been the number i'd have gone for but maybe he was just trying to go as close to 14 as he could um but in terms of who he's competing with we spoke about some of the players there um I've I've noted down Tillman, Lawrence, Kent, Sakala, Wright, Matondo. That's quite a hefty number of players to fill out what effectively are two, maybe three three positions. You'd have to think that Matondo's on his way out the door probably come come summer if we can if we can get rid of him. Scott Wright, who I actually thinks contributed quite well in in recent games, seems to be falling down the pecking order. It will really be interesting to see how Michael Beale rotates those players obviously tom lawrence is is out injured at the moment i can't quite remember off the top of my head when he's when he's due back i think it was what, mid to late february if i'm if i can remember but it, it would be really interesting to see how michael beale sort of manages that won't it it'll be very interesting you forgot haji as well don't think you mentioned haji did you no, i didn't mention haji he's, he's been away for that long that i forgot exactly i totally understand what what this does do sadly and i will say sadly and i mean sadly um, it's the end for Scott Arfield, I believe. Um, I don't think his contract will be renewed in the summer. And I've always rated Scott Arfield. I think a fit Scott Arfield is an asset to any team, um, as long as he doesn't start the game. I'm talking about impact. Um, that's tongue-in-cheek, obviously. But you're right, there's so many players there to fit in to not many positions, really. Um, Shug was being controversially are saying that it might be the end for, for Ryan Kent and it, and it could well be it could it could well be um, interesting to read I never actually read the, the, the statement you read out that uh, Cantwell said Craig that he wants to get past players and he's got, he's got the pace and he, he shoots from outside the box and blah 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 but that's that's he must be listening to me in my living room or at least in closure because that's all I scream at these players particularly Glenn Kamara you know he doesn't seem to put his laces through it and the chances are there um, Ryan Jack took a couple of um, a couple of touches, too many, I believe, against St. Johnson the other night. They could have put his laces through. It's something we really need, I believe. And we do need somebody to unpick a defence with a, a, a pass. And if Cantwell tells us he can see these passes, then who am I to disbelieve him? I'll give him a, a few weeks to see how he gets on with that. But you're right, it's going to be very, very interesting. I don't know um, where, where Michael Beale fits all these players in. You're right, Matondo will go in the summer, if not sooner. Um, and I think that would be that'd be a, that'd be a great thing. Um, he's not hit the ground running by any matter of means. Hadji's due to come back. Lawrence, I, I, you said February. I think it might be later than that. Was it? Was I not rumour that it was it going to be later be. than that? It um, might well be. Yeah. So, so that's that's a blow as well. So, yep, there's so many players there to fit in. Um, but I'll go back to my first statement there. It, it does mean the end for Scott Arfield. Um, I don't see him being at the club after the summertime. That'll not that'll not be renewed. But if we can replace Scott Arfield with a younger, fitter, uh, and better player than that, then and Cantwell seems to be, then I'll, I'll be a happy man. Yeah, absolutely. I'd have to agree with that. I think um, I think we when we when we get new players in the door, we always like to hear testimonials from from people that have um, seen him play and uh, from that side of things. So let's. Let's go to the, the never mentioned before on this podcast, Chris Sutton, um, who once called him, who once called Todd Cantwell intelligent and articulate. He's a young man who is going places. Uh, he is definitely going places and has found his way to govern. Um, Shug, do you reckon we'll get to see Todd Cantwell this weekend? Yeah, I think at the very least from the bench, uh, I think we'll definitely get to see him. Uh, interesting when I was thinking the are Sean Michael Beale said that he sees Tillman as an eight. So we very well could see Tillman drop back 
and Cantwell almost take up that position that Tillman's been playing. Uh, although he's left-footed, but uh, him and Kent with free roles, more or less, uh, to swan about, because Kent can easily move to where Tillman is and leave Cantwell on the left-hand side of that midfield. But uh, yeah, no, I think against St Johnston on a, a proper football pitch, uh, I think we should be too strong and I'd expect to see Cantwell coming on at some point and hopefully add to the four or five goals we'd already scored. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that Ibrooks is still a proper football pitch. I've not seen it since the 2nd of January, so God knows what it looks like at the moment. And uh, I think um, this signing was, was long-awaited and people were getting a bit tetchy about the fact that we hadn't signed anyone, me included, um, by this stage of the window. By all accounts, it seems to be the first of hopefully three signings that we get through through the door at this stage. And we'll come on to talk about um, Nicholas Raskin and Morgan Whitaker in a, in a minute. But just in, in terms of how you view this, this start to the transfer window for us, I guess, do you I assume it's a, it is a positive? Definitely. Um, the time it's taken is not positive at all, especially because it was kind of Rangers' worst kept secret, if you like. You know, when you know it's it's it's, it's coming, and you know there's a good chance of it coming, um, because Michael Beale tells you he can't comment, and then tells you he's looking at him. Um, you, you know, you know it's coming. You know, it kind of drags on a wee bit, and it kind of makes you. Anxious is the wrong word because you, I've always got kind of faith that we're going to get the player if you like, because it's Rangers, you know, and they, they want to come. He said that he wants to come and play for Rangers. So I've always got faith that we will get the player, but the longer it drags on, the longer you think something could go wrong here. Now, <clears throat> there's people all over the, the world that will tell you they understand corporate finance when it comes to football clubs, but there's a lot to sort out. You know, there might have been bids from elsewhere. His agent's going to be touting him about places, trying to get more money and get himself more money. There's loads of things that have to come together to sign a player. Now, I know other clubs have done it earlier than the 23rd of January, but sometimes it does take that amount of time, but it doesn't um, it doesn't ease the, the nerves of the anxious ones within our support. You know, and you see it on social media every day. Um, just announce somebody, announce somebody, announce things, and that's only because it was a, a, bad, a badly kept secret. So, yes, I'm happy, not with the time it's taken, and I would like to see a couple added to it, Craig. Yeah, absolutely. And, Shug, before we do move on to those potential future signings. I just want to touch on the Scott Arfield point. Uh, Jock Jock says I'd love Scotty to find a place among our coaching staff. I think his personality will be missed amongst the team. I think Scott Arfield is a huge character within within the Rangers squad and I think his impact, even in terms of setting standards and that side of things, is, is huge amongst the players. We've obviously seen that Stephen Davis is likely to make his move into, into the coaching team. Do you think that's that's a move Scott Arfield will be looking to make as well, or do you think it'll be um, it'll be um, we'll be waving goodbye to Scott Arfield come the summer? I think if Scotty doesn't get a new contract, see, I'm calling him Scotty because I'm like Davy Martindale, it's my mate Scotty. Uh, if Scotty doesn't get a new contract, I think he'll continue playing somewhere, maybe back down in England. Uh, I think he's still got a good few years left in him yet. Uh, Whereas Stephen Davis, on the other hand, I think his time maybe will be up. So uh, that's why I can see Stephen Davis moving into the coaching side of things. But you see even the stuff that Scotty, Scotty puts on Instagram and stuff like that and the wind-ups he's at and things like that, winding up fashion and stuff like that. He's, he's a huge, huge influence in the, tra- in the dressing room. What's it, the training room? Dressing room, he's a huge influence on it, and Arthur one will be sad to see him go. But hopefully, there's a few more of them before he goes. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, there is. A, he's definitely a player. I now that we're started, now that we're signed, can't well likely to sign Tillman probably as well. Struggle to see um, where Scott Arfield will get enough game time next season, and if we have to sort of thin out the squad a little bit to. Um, to create a bit of space, and then I think he might be one of the ones that is sacrificed. William Smith disagrees, says Rangers should give Arfield another year. Um, I personally think this is probably Arfield's last season with us, and I can see him ending up actually at someone like Hearts. Um, he's probably a type of player that would suit would suit them quite well, and it'd probably prolong his probably quite settled in Scotland again now, so he'd probably, probably prolong his, his playing career that way. Um, Andy. A couple, couple of other names we've looked at, um, 
probably looked at quite extensively across the TII uh, podcast in recent uh, in recent weeks in terms of Nicholas Raskin and Morgan Whitaker. Some interesting developments over the weekend with Morgan Whitaker. Um, he, for all for all that we understood that Russell Martin, the Swansea manager, was saying he was involved in the or he was going to be in the match day squad and was likely to play. Apparently, Morgan Whitaker, which is quite quite, quite bold for a twenty two year old, apparently texted his manager on the Friday morning to say he wasn't in the right headspace for that. Um, Russell Martin came out after the game and said, when a club like Rangers is in for you, it's understandable at times that um, that your your head is, is maybe thinking on other things. It's going to be really interesting how, how this one plays out. He's obviously a young, promising player. He's He's been doing well in League One. Um, I think he's placed on the right-hand side, but he's left-footed, so he comes in off the, off the, off the wide right and... And I think he's not scared of a of a shot from distance as well, which, as I said with Cantwell, is always is always welcome. I think this one seems like it's going to be a down to the wire kind of one. I think Swansea have set out again. I think it was two or two and a half million pounds they were looking for for him. And Rangers, I don't think have, have met that as yet with the reported two bids. I think this one's probably going to go down to the wire. It looks very like it. There's only really seven days. Eight, seven, eight days left. So it does look like it's going to. We always bring one to the wire, don't we? We always, we always take one um, to give us freights, you know, right up to deadline day. So it does look that way. But it does look like it's going to happen. I wasn't overly confident of it happening last week until it wasn't in the squad at the weekend. That normally tells a tale. Um, it's just whether or not they can hammer out the finance. I think two and a half was what I'd heard as well. And our last offer was one and a half. Would that be right? I'm more more than sure that both Rangers and them they, they know they know what the figure's going to be. It's just whether we make it. I'm quite sure we will. Um, I just wonder if the money being spent is the money that was ring fenced, if you like, for Sands, which I don't think will or should happen. So it does free up some funds. Um, it's just whether or not they're available to be used at this time. Um, but this one does seem like it is going to get over the line. I'm quite confident of that. But again, it wouldn't be Rangers unless we're sitting pondering on Mondays, Wednesdays and Friday nights on this podcast, wondering if it is. But I'm quite confident it will, it will go over the line, Craig. But it will be late on. Yeah, Shug, just before I get your views on this one, I'm just going to bring this one up so that we all get a wee, a wee smile um, <laughs> as, to, as to what's going on in the football in the background as we, as we go on. Thank you very much, Xander, for bringing that. To our attention, um, it is very much appreciated. Shug, just in, in terms of what Andy was just talking about in, in Morgan Whitaker, they, we've, we obviously probably spent roughly one and a half to two million on Todd Cantwell, seems to be the accepted amount. Morgan Whitaker, Swansea are looking for between two and two and a half million pounds. And they mentioned James Sands there, who isn't really getting a look in these days. Would, would do you see? Morgan Whitaker going to the going to deadline day like like Andy and I or um, and do you see this sort of signal in the end not not the Morgan Whitaker tr- uh, transfer directly but just the overall activity that we're doing signal in the end for James Sands? Yeah, like and I don't think we're going to take up the option on Sands. If he was like a million pound player, then fair enough. But the fee of four or five for a player that's not getting him more eleven is way too much. Uh, I'll throw out my other controversial thing for the evening and say Morgan Whitaker's right-sided winger, Robbie Matondo's Welsh in a right-sided winger. Could there be something in Robbie Matondo heading to Swansea to try and free up some money? Because I think when, when you say the other, you listed all the players that play in that attack. Matondo's not getting in the team. I know he's in chum, but he's still not getting in the team just now, so might not open up an avenue to either send him unknown there or straight swap or something. I don't know. That's just totally left field, but just something I came up with. Uh, expect that on the back page of the Sun tomorrow because uh, I'm probably as reliable a source as what the Sun get. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think that is one Morgan Whitaker. I'm still not comfortable having that Whitaker at Ibrox again. But I think that is the one that, that may well go down a deadline day. Yeah, I think so. Um, John Moffat here is not convinced that Cantwell is is that good. I guess we all see the highlight videos and we all we all hope that that's what that's what they bring. But ultimately, we don't we don't know. And 
I'm hoping that we'll start to see what Todd Cantwell has to offer us come this Saturday. Uh, Andy, last one, I think, that we've been linked with anyway with the incoming side of things is Nicholas Raskin. He's one that a lot of fans have been calling for, I think, basically since we were linked with him in the summer. He's available on a free transfer um, in the summer. I believe Rangers, there was a report from a Belgian um, newspaper on Saturday that um, Rangers had secured him on a pre-contract and were now trying to get him in this window. So it'll be interesting to see how that one develops. Hopefully we do have him in a pre-contract as that backup because I believe he is a player that a lot of clubs in Europe have been interested in um, and some in the top five leagues, particularly in, in Spain and Italy. So hopefully hopefully um, that will be one that, that gets over the line. But I think he is definitely the, the profile of player we need anyway. Definitely. Um, young lad who could come, as I said about Cantwell, and showboat his skills um, and put a few zeros on his price tag. What I have heard about him, and I don't know a lot about him, what I have heard is that is very, very similar to Steve Davis, as in a kind of whole midfield player sits in front of the back four. That's that's what I've heard anyway, and I've heard people say that he's as good as Steve Davis. Now, if you're only 21, 21, 22, is he? 21? 21, um, I think, yeah. 21. If you're, if you're 21 years of age and you're anywhere near as good as the experienced Steve Davis, then there's no wonder there's teams in the big five looking at you. It, re- it really is that simple. It's a player I'm, I'd be excited to get because he fits the model. If we can get him on a pre-contract, there will be a fee involved in January, obviously. Um, but again, as I said, we can't. Well, if we pay that fee and the six months up to the summer is good enough that it, it gives him a, a springboard to start the season in the front foot next season and it's a successful season, then it's money well spent. It really is as simple as that. I've got trust in Bill, um, full trust in Bill, and if he sees him and he's starting to live in, then I'm all behind it. Um, as I said, I said before, he's trying to build an eleven. You can see that, with even though he's only brought one in, you can see he's trying to build an eleven and build it his way. I say, give him it and let's see how he goes. Yeah, I think so. I'd, I'd have to agree with that. I'm not. I'm not convinced by John Lundstrom in that position and that in that holding midfield position. I think he's always played down a lot. I don't think he's quite got the knack of when he has to speed up playing. When he doesn't, his passing is questionable. At times as well, Chuck, would you see Raskin coming in to, to replace Lundstrom in that position? I do. I'm aware that uh, Michael Beale commented that John Lundstrom has a, a big part to play in his Rangers team. So I think it will be interesting to see how that dynamic works. But is that how where you'd imagine that that Raskin comes in? Yeah, or even playing alongside him. Well, Jack's kind of playing with him just now. I think I think we all know the player John Lundstrom can be. He was greatest on earth 12 months ago uh, so we know the player that John Lindstrom can be but I almost think that under Gio and since Michael Beals came in he's had to almost sacrifice his own game to try and fit into systems uh, I think once we get players in that play in the positions Michael Beal wants them in I think John Lindstrom could be reinvigorated again and find his position again and stop because I think just now I think he's sitting too deep for his own good. I don't see him as that player that picks up the ball from the centre halves, and I see him further forward than that. Uh, and I think like, you know, it could be like you said, I already said that John Lundstrom's a big part of things. So that's definitely a position for him in the team. And I think I think Nicholas Raskin might be the one that allows John Lundstrom to play the John Lundstrom role. Yeah, I think so. I'd be interested to see how that one develops um, in the next few few days. Um, I think one of the things that I found interesting about this transfer window is how Michael Beale approaches um, the media. Some people seem to think he's too open. We've got John Moffat here saying some people think Beale talks rubbish. What do you think? Um, I think he is a very he is very open and he opens himself up to headlines as well and definitely those clickbait headlines. But I actually find it quite refreshing after having a manager like Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, where I don't think I watched a press conference for a year at least, um, probably probably a year to the day actually pretty much, that Giovanni Van, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was in charge. I didn't watch a press conference, now I pretty much watch all of Michael Beale's press conferences because I'm interested in what he has to say and I know I'm going to get something interesting. Andy, what did you think of Michael Beale's approach and honesty when talking about transfers and potential incoming? Some people 
say he speaks too much. Some people say he's too honest and too open about it. What's your thoughts on that? I think it's refreshing. It's very, very refreshing. You, I've said for years, and you, you've got two Rangers dads in the podcast with you um, tonight. Self-professed Rangers dads, myself and Sean. So, um, so, so I find I find it refreshing. You hear the same old bilge getting trotted out when when uh, journalists ask managers questions. I, I like honesty. I like how he, he he speaks freely. I understand why people think he, he speaks too much and he's too open. I, I totally understand that, but I find it very refreshing. I would rather know. What kind of where he's thinking and what he's thinking, but you're never going to know it all. He's a, he's a football manager; he's never going to tell you it all. But the way he puts himself across is is very well. It's very Rangers like, um, and it's very honest. And I'm I'm with you, uh, Craig. I don't think I I think I watched the first couple uh, under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, and he'll always be a Rangers legend to me. He's what a player he was, but I just couldn't listen to him. I just couldn't listen to him. It was very monotone. Um, Probably deep down, like the, the rest of you, I didn't believe he had it in him to turn a team into a, an SPL winning team. I, I really didn't believe that, and I, I didn't think his press conferences brought that out in anybody. So it is very refreshing to take the way Michael Beale goes on. And I just I like it, I like it that he's open, but I do understand why people don't like it. Um, but I for one, I for one, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I think I am as well, to be honest. And I, I, no matter what. The media say they're always going to find a clickbait headline one way or another, um, and I think uh, people over the other side of the city are just look at, looking on, trying to find something to be upset about, as they always do. So I think that's why Michael Beale gets gets under their skin. Shug, one of the things I guess that we've not really spoken a great deal about in the last few weeks because we've been thinking about the incoming players and where the, who's going to come in and improve the squad is the um, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent contract situation. Uh, AG says here Alfredo deserves a new contract. I personally disagree with that one. I don't think Alfredo Morelos should get a new contract and I think his time with Rangers is up. Um, I think it's time for Alfredo Morelos to go in the summer. I would keep him to the summer now to be honest. I think he's more valuable to to us between now and the summer than, than the amount of money that we would get for him. So I would keep him um, through to the summer. What are your thoughts on Alfredo Morelos first of all? Uh... I think I'm just going to bar it back to Michael Beale and back whatever Beale decides. Uh, I think we saw a bit of uh, old Alfie against Kilmarnock uh, last week when he was getting riled up and stuff like that, and we've seen a bit of that, which we've not seen, not seen all season, not seen since the European run last year. Uh, that Alfie gets a new contract every day of the week, but the one that we're seeing far too often doesn't anymore. Uh, does Michael Beale believe he can get that Alfie on a regular basis? Then, then I'll back him and say, yeah, we'll go on your contract. But if Michael Beale has seen him every single day, has decided that no, we need to get him out, then again, I'll back Michael Beale and say, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think there's two two players, two different players, and Alfie he's either unbelievable, the good, or unbelievably bad. And whilst it's unbelievably bad, I think it's got to go. But Michael Beale can have the final say in that, and I'll back him. Yeah, let us know when you get the splinters out your arse, Shug, on that one. Uh, Andy, what about yourself on Alfredo Morelos? What, what do you think? I was just thinking the same there. He's always on at me for sitting in the fence. That's, that's his walk, right? He just sat right in the middle of it. I'm with you, Craig. Um, no. I don't think so, but I, I do agree. He's more, he's worth more to us till May than he is money we'd get for him at the moment. I do, I do believe that. The only slight inkling I've got in the back of my head is almost week on week, he's getting slowly back to the, to the old Alfie. Now, you'll, you'll need to refresh my memory. It's gone. Where was it in the last 10 days that Cholak started the game and Alfredo came on at half time? Where was that? Um, there's so many games the last. I know it wasn't the cup semi final. It wasn't uh, Kilmarnock. It was. During the week, Ross County. Ross County. No, is it not Dundee United at Tanner Dice? Is it Dundee United at Tanner Dice? I think it may have been. That's beside the point. Um, a lot of people, social media, myself included, 
thought that he came on and, and he changed the game. And that's 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 fractionally true, but that was only a fraction of it. I think Michael Beale's tactics tweak and, and whatnot helped more than ch- uh, swapping Cholak with Morelos. A lot of people are saying that they don't see Cholak in a Michael Beale team. I disagree. I think he can be in a Michael Beale team. Um, but for me, no, I'll not sit the fence like my big pal Shug there. I will say I think that we keep Alfredo till the summer, but sadly his time with Rangers is over. I think it's really interesting, Shug, given how the Goldson contract situation played out last year and we reached the end of the season and he still hadn't signed a new contract and actually the week after he ended up signing the deal. I wonder if that's something that we will actually start to see more often in terms of players not run down their contract but almost assess their options and and then or decide that they don't want the distraction until the end of the season i think the relationship between michael beale and ryan kent is really obvious they both speak about it at length and in interviews whenever we're asked about it i think if if ryan kent's going to stay i think the best chance we've got is that michael beale is the manager and i think michael beale seems to be getting much more out of ryan kent he's still a bit hot and cold and in some games, but he's getting much more out Ryan Kent than we, than we were seeing under Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Do you think I'd, I, so my position is that I'd give Ryan Kent a new contract, but I would not give Alfredo Morelos a new contract. Do you think we'll see Ryan Kent in a Ranger shirt next season? I don't think we'll see him. I would give him a new contract, but I don't think we'll see him in a Ranger shirt next season. Uh, I think what goals have done last year is a brave call. Because one bad injury and that's that's you gone and might never get back in the game. So to run your contract down and not have that safe and security, but I guess there are professional footballers and they will have plenty in the bank. But uh, it's a brave call to do that when you know that anything can happen and one tackle and that's your could be a career over. Uh, having a nice, freshly signed four year contract and that happening. Not quite as bad a feeling, I would guess, but uh, yeah, no, I don't I think, like you say, Michael Beale, that's my best hope of getting Ryan Kent on a new deal. But I th- he almost looks bored at times now. It's almost like I've been here, I've been to Tanadice 20 times in my life. I don't really need to go to Tanadice anymore. Yeah, he's experienced the highs and things, the Rangers, so. I almost think he's looking, maybe waiting on that one big offer, but I don't see him. I think if he leaves us, I think he's going to the championship. I've got a positive eye looking like <laughs> I just don't see Kent staying with Rangers. Yeah, um, interestingly, I think Ryan Kent, I, I do take on your point that after four or five years, but as soon as actually that said that after he after he'd been to all these grounds for four seasons, he actually got fed up and he wanted a new challenge, he wanted a fresh challenge. I don't think don't think that's something that's changed. I think some players are quite happy doing that. You see like Sir James Tavernier who's happy to stay for, for a lot a long time and then you you see people that do get a bit agitated and they, they just almost want something different and something it doesn't necessarily mean a bigger club or anything like that. It just means a new a change of scenery for that side of things. Andy, one of the comments here from AG says Kent is more replaceable than Morelos. What's your thoughts on that? I don't know. I don't know whether Kent's more replaceable. I think that I don't, I don't agree with that because for this whole season, we've only looked to Ryan Kent to be the, the person to create something, to try and unpick a defence and score a goal or, or create something. You know, he's, he's. I think he's more creative than Alfredo Morelos. I differ from Shug. I think we will. I, I think we will see him. I think we're seeing more out of Ryan Kent under Bill because Bill's got a plan. I really do believe this, that Bill's got a plan. Um, Ryan Kent will be excited to see the new faces around him as well. <laughs> if you're a, a, a very creative football player in a team of 11 and the, you're underperforming, being freshened up will be exciting for him. It will be exciting for him. So I think when he sees players coming in, um, fresh faces coming in and new challenges, I think, I think there will be something there for Ryan Kent. I just feel... If he was going to be going in the summer, I think we'd have heard something about it now. I'm quietly confident, and I say that apprehensively, I'm quietly confident that we will see Ryan Kent here next season. Yeah, I'm the same. I think I'm quietly confident we will as well, but Shug might be proven right in the end. Uh, just to round off this discussion, there's a lot of comments coming in about Alfredo Morelos. Uh, Xander Lee agrees. He says, here, here, Alfredo has to go for me. He doesn't look quite scoring most games. 
nowadays. I will counteract that with what he did at Rugby Park last midweek, and that's that's where you see the real benefit of Alfredo Morelos, I think, in our team still. And AC88 says uh, the Buffalo has given us some amazing moments, but I think it's better to let him go and move on. Okay, I think with that, we will round up today's uh, Monday Bulletin. It's been Rangers' first transfer signing of the January transfer window. Todd Cantwell is now a Rangers player, and we look forward to hopefully seeing more of him in a Rangers shirt from this Saturday. Hopefully we'll see a debut at Ibrox against St Johnston. All that's left for me to do is thank uh, our contributors. Shug, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'll take everything on the chin. Uh, you got a bit of stick there, didn't you? But take I, it away. I care how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Andy, thank you very much for joining us as well. Always a pleasure. And he, he deserves to take it in the chin because he's always the one dishing it out. So it's about time we got it back. Oh, welcome. Enjoy yeah, that. that. Absolutely. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the TII YouTube channel. Um, please remember to toggle on those notifications as well so you get an email every single time we schedule to go live or we upload a new podcast. In terms of the schedule for going forward for the rest of the week, um, we are live on Wednesday, I believe, with uh, Kyle and the team who will, I assume, hopefully be talking about another transfer, but will at least be talking about the latest developments in, in those transfer discussions and uh, maybe even a quote or two from Todd Cantwell. And we will also be back at the weekend after the St Johnston game with our post-match reaction. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Oh, yeah. Oh!